Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is the second week since the Epiphany. We begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from 1 Kings chapter 8, beginning this morning at verse 14. Then the king turned around and blessed the whole assembly of Israel, while all the assembly of Israel stood. He said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who with his hand has fulfilled what he promised with his mouth to my father David, saying, Since the day that I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city from any of the tribes of Israel in which to build a house that my name might be there. But I chose David to be over my people Israel. My father David had it in mind to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, You did well to consider building a house for my name. Nevertheless, you shall not build the house, but your son, who shall be born to you, shall build the house for my name. Now the Lord has upheld the promise that he made, for I have risen in the place of my father David. I sit on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and I have built the house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. There I have provided a place for the ark, in which the covenant of the Lord that he has made with our ancestors when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. The word of the Lord. With the ark in its place, Solomon turns now to address the nation, continuing the dedication of the temple. And he retells the story that we heard in 2 Samuel, now placing himself squarely in that, saying that that now that promise that the Lord made to my father David has been fulfilled, that I have now become king, and the temple is now built, and the Lord has come to dwell with us. 
When David began to rule from Jerusalem, he desired to build a house for the Lord, but the Lord denied him that offer, and the reason why was pretty clear. The Lord wanted it known that it was the Lord who had chosen and established David as king over Israel, and not David who has now established and made a house for God, as if God needed anything from David. The house and reign of the Lord was going to be over and above David and his descendants, and not the other way around. And now that Solomon has built the temple and the Lord has come to dwell in this house to be close to the heir of David's throne, out of his love for David, he has come to dwell, the Lord has come to dwell in the temple. And once more, the Lord proclaims by doing so that the throne over Israel is occupied by David's heir, as the Lord has promised. It is a powerful symbol and one that Solomon takes full advantage of to show himself as the fulfillment of God's promise, the rightful ruler of Israel, the Lord's chosen one, and the the Lord has chosen to dwell with here in Jerusalem. But if God's presence in the temple is regarded as God's favor for the king and God's legitimacy of this, making this throne legitimate, then, then what better way to communicate God's displeasure with the king than with the vision of the glory of the Lord leaving the temple? Hundreds of years later, that is exactly the vision that the prophet Ezekiel will have before the destruction of Jerusalem and his temple. Although Solomon celebrates God's favor and the blessing of God's presence in his temple, the temple will not contain the Lord nor bind God to the will of the king. Instead, it is the king who is to walk in the ways of the Lord, to observe and obey the covenant, to rule after God's heart of steadfast love and mercy, and to instruct and lead the nation in doing the same. For 500 years, the Lord did not dwell in any one place, nor was God confined to any temple structure. But now, by God's own choice and out of God's own will and love, God has come to dwell here. But that doesn't mean that it must always be that way or that that can be taken for granted. And so we are reminded that as long-lasting and as permanent as any structure might appear to be, it is neither tent nor temple that is important, but it is the abiding will of God and the action of God out of God's steadfast love and faithfulness to God's people that will endure, whether it is housed in a tent or in a magnificent temple or dwells in exile among a gathering of God's people around the words of God's promise, or then coming to appear in the fullness of time as the word of God incarnate in Jesus, or in the spirit of Jesus dwelling in and among us. And all for the same reason, as the Lord came to dwell in the temple, it is because of God's love for us in Christ Jesus that God chooses to come and pitch a tent here among us. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. 
and the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high, shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high, shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare. For all who work for peace and international harmony. For all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. And all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. <laughs>